Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio, and happy 4th of July. Yes, today is the 4th of July. I'm dressed in red, white, and blue. I've got my firecracker socks on, and I'm going to have a great time tonight celebrating independence in America. What a great thing we have. So much to enjoy, so much to love. Today we're going to be talking about home ownership as usual, how to buy a home when things are really tough and you can't quite afford the median home price in Reno, Nevada, I've got some ideas for you. We're going to be talking with Sherry Hill. Sherry is the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International. Give us a couple of tips on ways to improve our real estate holdings without buying or selling real estate. Maybe it's just the way we hold those holdings. Later on the show, too, we're talking with Mike Fossey. Mike is the president of Fossey Financial Educators Network. Mike is going to talk to us about a uh, new concept in beating the system, he says. Well, I'd like to hear about that. It's called charitable IRA rollovers. We'll talk about that along with the median home prices in Reno, Sparks, and more after this quick message. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Peanut the Piddler, line one. I get so excited every time that darn doorbell rings. I pee it all on the carpet. CJ's recommended carpet care. He does a great job. He's on time. He's quick. And he stands behind his work. Call 829-1551. I love Pet Talk Radio. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. SunTech Solar Screening uses Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. I want to tell you about an event coming up next year. Why would I talk about an event coming up in 2020? Well, because it's a big event. And this kind of event, you need to make plans. The plans are for February 21st and 22nd. It's the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada. I've been a beekeeper for five years, and let me tell you, it's one of the most enjoyable things I do. And it's really fun. It puts together some great combinations of people and tastes. I mean, that honey is fantastic. Want to learn more? Visit the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. My name is Peter Padilla, your host, and with me in the studio today, I have Chuck Ryder. And Chuck is the music director at the Reno Jazz Orchestra. Welcome to our show, Chuck. Peter, thanks for having me. It is so good to see you and good to have you here. I think the last time I chatted with you, because we both have such busy schedule, was probably over 10 years ago. Wow. Well... And and, you, and you're still rocking. We're still rocking and we're growing. Yeah. There's a lot of good things happening with the jazz orchestra. Oh, yes. Uh, I was mentioning to you, and I'd like to mention to our listeners, that sometimes we forget about things unless they're right in front of us, unless they're uh, presented to us. And I have to confess, I kind of forgot about my love of jazz oh, up until about three years ago. And how did I discover that love of jazz again? I happened to be moving from one home to another, and I found my old reel-to-reel and my old reel-to-reel jazz collection. It's a reel of 45 uh, hours of jazz and narrated by a gentleman named Jay Causa, who was from San Francisco. At the time, he recorded this for a radio station where I worked at. And I got the master tapes duplicated, and wow, it's an incredible thing. Yeah. I kind of relearned, and I thought, I've got to get more and more knowledge of it. And here we are now. I found out about Sizzling Summer Jazz. Talk Talk about that, Chuck. Oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, every year we have a, a summer program, 
uh, and uh, we we are featured at our town uh, this year. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to play July 15th at the Hawkins Amphitheater. That's a free concert, mm -hmm. and it's a loving tribute to the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So Aretha, so Duke Ellington had a quote that he said, there's two kinds of music. Mm -hmm. There's good kind and then the other kind. <laughs> <laughs> so we like to feature the good kind. You sure do. Yeah. And uh, th so, uh, I mean, I've been such a huge fan of Aretha for since I was uh, how old? Oh, yes. yeah, all of us. I mean, what a booming voice. Yeah. And uh, to tribute this, uh, th I love the setting of the amphitheater there. Yes, it's beautiful, yeah. Tell it, me about the Hawkins Amphitheater. The Hawkins Amphitheater is, uh, bar is uh, by Windy Hill. Uh, by Windy Hill, yeah, yeah, okay. That's in Bartley Ranch, yeah. In Bartley Ranch, okay. Yeah, Wingfield Park is the one on the river. Yes, that's the one I was thinking about. Yeah, see, it's, this is the trick, is that we've been there for years, and this is the first time in I don't know how many years we're actually playing for our town at the Hawkins Amphitheater. So most folks, when they think of us and they think of our town, they think of Wingfield Park. So th this will be your first year there, or you've played there before at Hawkins? Well, we've played there before, but this is actually, it's been many years since we were in the Monday Night Series mm -hmm. uh, that our town produces. Mm -hmm. So they're producing the event, and in Wakefield we would produce our own event, but this year our town is helping us out. Hawkins is interesting because you can hike way up above the amphitheater and mm -hmm. look way down. In fact, last time I was there, the hikes, the hikers were coming by, and they're walking real slow, right, right. through uh -huh. the hike trail because you can look right down and see the whole performance. It was really a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a favorite place to play. And the acoustics there are surprisingly yeah, they're very excellent. Good. They're oh, very, yeah. very good. Is what they are. Mm -hmm. I think it's that big mountain that's in the back right. that keeps the sound in. Um, and at that time, there were a lot of people. I mean, it it can hold a lot of. It's about a thousand, and for and I'm sure it will be completely full for our concert. Yeah, so. I'm sure it will be too. Yeah, how do you get tickets for that? You don't. It's free. It's like first come, first serve. So get in line. Holy cats! Yeah, Ian, you better put that on our calendar. July fifteenth. That's a Monday night. It is a Monday night, and so that's kind of nice because the crowds are always a little thinner on the weeknights. But you know, when you've got a thousand, you can only seat about a thousand. It is going to be strong. So uh, that's a great thing to do on a Monday night, July 15th at Hawkins Amphitheater. And it is a free Art Town event. Very nice. You guys are also at Sand Harbor, Lake Tahoe shortly afterwards. Yes. So if you miss the 15th, mm -hmm. uh, drive up to Lake Tahoe, the, uh, the amphitheater, Sand Har Harbor Amphitheater. It's the Lake Tahoe Shakespeare Company uh, yep. runs it. And it's a fantastic venue as well. Uh, that's a ticketed event, but if you want to go to that one, you better buy your tickets soon because I noticed we're we're getting close to being a sellout there as well. Oh yes, that's a beautiful <laughs> venue. My gosh, that would be a great place to see it as well. I'm talking with Chuck Ryder, and Chuck is the music director at the Reno Jazz Orchestra. Chuck, let our listeners know who have very little knowledge about jazz in Northern Nevada how the jazz orchestra started. Great. Yeah. Well, we started in 1997, mm -hmm. so way back then. That was sort of the end of the showroom era. So everybody that was in the band, the band leader at the time, picked what he thought were the best, the premium players mm -hmm. in the area. So if you think about the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, full-time uh, work for musicians in, in the showrooms, and uh, I was a part of that, and it was a great time, but it came to an end. So we decided we wanted to start playing the music that we wanted to play instead of people hiring us and say, you play this. Uh -huh. We said, we're going to do our own shows. And uh, so we started in 1997. We became a nonprofit, I think, in 1998. So we've been growing really every year since then. We do about 10 or 12 concerts a year. Um, we can talk about some of the things that we usually do over the course of the year. But over the years, we have added um, three uh, education programs because when I was in the showrooms I came up here when I was 25 and when I was 35 I was still the youngest guy in the band <laughs> so I'm thinking well yeah, so the I play trombone so the trombone's done you know horns are done it's all synthesizers and tape now and I was so pleasantly wrong because one reason is the university has a has now has a great jazz program mm. so there's a lot of it, instead of the casinos drawing young musicians to town it's now the uh, university so as players leave our orchestra 
there's a whole new generation of very talented musicians that can step right in, and it's just really a joy to see. Mm -hmm. Reno has a lot of talent. It's just amazing to me. I moved here from Phoenix, and you know, I've lived around other parts of the West, but I've never lived in a community with this many people that has this much talent. It's kind of like being at Mayberry, you know, when they all try to perform for the orchestra conductor coming through town. Right, right. It's huh? like here, everybody's got talent. It's just really, really amazing. Yeah, it's it's been it's very, very been very pleasant as we grow and the organization. It's great to have the new generation come in mm -hmm. with their own opinions and styles and and it, you know approaches to jazz. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. Does electronics play in jazz? as much as it does in other forms of music because all the jazz that I love it's pretty much acoustic it's I mean they're, they're everybody's mic'd up and there's mm -hmm. electronic versions but it's not like there's much added to the sound that's a very interesting question and I'm gonna say yes and no so well, yes the yes very specific <laughs> <laughs> as a director you have to have yeah yes and no. <laughs> what I love about jazz is that if you think about the beginning of jazz with Louis Armstrong, it was popular music. That mm -hmm. was the popular music of the day. Mm -hmm. And as it matured, it be, sometimes it gets a little too eclectic or too advanced for some folks to, to listen to. Mm -hmm. But what I'm going with this is jazz, every generation incorporates the music around it yeah. and brings it into the jazz world and then shares some of the jazz world back out to the general music public. So mm -hmm. when I say electronic, there is a lot of electronic jazz out there. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you. So for the jazz orchestra, we you know it's it's uh, it's horns, and it's a rhythm section of piano, bass, guitar, and drums. So that's mm -hmm. acoustic. Mm -hmm. We can throw in a synthesizer occasionally. Mm -hmm. But uh, and you think of your standard jazz quintet of mm -hmm. a trumpet and saxophone and piano, bass, and drums. Yeah, you're right. That's that's acoustic. And I guess if you listened or looked at all the albums coming out, I agree with you, Peter. Most of it is an acoustic instrument. Yes. Jazz has been introduced to me, Chuck, uh, in a variety of ways, from friends and from families, but jazz was introduced to me somewhere around the 70s, maybe mm -hmm. early 80s, by a rock and roll group called the Steve Miller Band. Oh, really? Okay. And they put out a, an album called Born to be Blue. Okay. And uh -huh. it was such a good piece of music. I may listen to it again this weekend. Oh. And it was his, it was his jazz version of some of the works that he's done, and it was fantastic. And you know, it's jazz has a motion about it to me. I feel a movement when I when I listen to jazz. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 really an American original, isn't it? Is it not? Absolutely. So um, that's one thing that uh, why I love jazz. I mean, I I played in the Philharmonic for thirty years. I recently retired, and I love classical music. But jazz is the greatest American art form that we've shared with the world. Mm -hmm. And and. You're right. It's in my mind. It's the core of it is ju jubilant. And again, I go back to Louis Armstrong. Jazz was um, is just uh, joyous. It, yeah. it, at the core, it's joyous. Of course, it touches on all the emotions. It can be totally sad and all those other shades of blue and whatever. But at the core, in, to my mind, is joyous music. Incredible jazz music. We're going to be talking about jazz music along with real estate. Of course, this is the Real Estate Show, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Joining us later, Sherry Hill from Sage International and Mike Fossey from Fossey Education Network. We'll be back after this message. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Bear, party animal, line one. My owner's mad because he spilled guacamole. He's going to be madder when he finds out it was me. CJ's recommended carpet care. He does a great job. He's on time. He's quick. And he stands behind his work. Call 829-1551. I chihuahua. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. 
We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today, helping people make good decisions when it comes time to buy, sell, or enjoy real estate. <laughs> One of the ways that you enjoy it is you enjoy being in northern Nevada in July. There's so much going on. Sure, it's hot outside, but I stay cool thinking about all the great things that I'm going to do. I also stay cool because I have SunTech solar screens on my windows. Yes, if you're a homeowner and your windows face south, you're cooking up a lot of heat through that glass. I recommend putting SunTech solar screens right over them. It's easy, it's quick, and it's very inexpensive when you compare it to all the money you'll save on your air conditioning bills. They really do save a lot of dough because they cut up to 90% of the heat that comes through your windows. Visit SunTech Solar Screens website, solarscreensofreno.com, and tell them Peter sent you. Yes, lots of fun things going on in northern Nevada, like sizzling jazz. In the summertime, I'm talking with Chuck Ryder, and Chuck is the director of the Reno Jazz Orchestra. Chuck, glad you're with us today. Happy to be here. I'm glad you're here, too. I love jazz music, and also another jazz music uh, fan is on the telephone, my friend Mike Fossey from uh, Mike Fossey and uh, Financial Educators Network. Mike, how are you doing today? Good afternoon. Yes, great day to be listening to some jazz outside. It's nice and cool. <laughs> yes. So Chuck Ryder is with us, and I know that you wanted to join us in the studio, Mike, but you've got big projects going on on the outside. You have quite a financial educator company, and you work with a lot of people that have specific needs in the financial world. You told me today we're going to be talking about something very special called charitable IRA rollovers. We are, and one of the things that we found a couple of years ago when they changed the law, last year especially when uh, no longer most people can't qualify for the uh, over the 24,000 exemption, uh, we found that charities were, were starting to be hit because people weren't writing those checks. Mm -hmm. But the IRS, the IRS giveth and the IRS taketh away. They've allowed people now to use up to $100,000 a year of their RMD and give that to charity mm -hmm. without taxes and uh, without any penalties. So what we're doing is talking, you know, Peter, I'm involved with Honor Flight and uh, Civil Air Patrol and Rotary and all that stuff. So we're raising money, but we're asking folks, instead of writing the check, take some of that RMD if you don't need it, go ahead and give it to the institution. And one of the big advantages that it doesn't count against your AGI, uh, to put you in the higher bracket for Social Security taxes. And if you do it right, if you structure it right, at your death, the beneficiary gets all the money back that was donated to charity. So that's what I've been focusing on the last year and a half. And it's uh, it, it's helped out a lot of smaller charities, helped out a lot of charities mm -hmm. when people stop checks. So the when you talk about the charities, the nonprofits, I mean, is this is this process limited to just certain types of nonprofits, or is it available to, you know, to a, a variety of different kinds of entities? You no, know. any any anybody can do that. You can make it. You can direct your contribution up to a hundred thousand dollars annually to the charity of your choice. Basically, um, you would you, you can't do more than your RMDs. So you'd have to figure out what your RMDs are. But oh. that's a way to get the money out of the out of the IRA, get it to the charity and not pay any income tax on that money when it goes to the charity. Mike, for those of us that don't understand what RMD, would you explain that? Oh, it's a required minimum distribution. I'm sorry. Once you get 70 and a half, the government says all that money you put away and got the tax deduction for it, uh, we want you to start taking it out, out mm -hmm. of your accounts, mm -hmm. IRAs, 401ks, all of that. So now with this new, with this new wrinkle in the tax law, they're allowing you to take out 100000 a year per person. So if you're married, you, you can actually do 200000 a year mm -hmm. and get it to your favorite charity and not pay any tax on it. You don't get a deduction for it, let's be clear, because you got the deduction when you put the money away, but you're not paying any tax on it. So it's a great transfer of wealth vehicle. And then the beauty of it is if it's structured properly at the donor's death, the beneficiary of the account will get back all the money that was donated to charity. And that's the kicker. That's the sweetener that wow. we can show people how to do it. Uh, that's, 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 you know what, it sounds like it's almost too good to be true. <laughs> Chuck, do you have any experience in working with your sponsors on things like this? Or have you 
Uh, has it come across the table before? Uh, we know about the process. We haven't uh, explored it with our donor base yet, but uh -huh. we are going to. Mike, is this yeah, something? The donor base is really like it. And is this something that is relatively new and available? Has it been around for a while? It's only been around about a year. When they changed the tax law, this was a sweetener they added, but nobody's really explored it. And like I said, having worked with a number of charities, a number of nonprofits, it's, it's helped generate revenue that they need so much so so much uh, that were people were just stop writing checks. It sounds like a great plan, and I know uh, we, we have a lot of nonprofits that come to our shows, and we communicate. We work with a lot. Of, it seems like there are so many nonprofits. That many times, they're almost there's a competition, right, for limited funds. It seems like. And everybody wanted the tax deduction to write when you write that check, but now with the higher with the higher exemptions, standard deduction amounts, it's hard to it's hard to use all that money up. Yes. But you have to still take the RMD when you're 70 and a half. Right. So here's a way to channel it, get it out of the account, get it to the charity, and and uh, not pay any taxes on it. Very good. Mike, I encourage you to join us in the studio at your earliest convenience. We'd love to have you come here. I know you're tied up on another project. But in the meantime, if somebody wants to learn more about these charitable IRA rollovers and the way that they work, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? You can always call us at uh, Financial Educators Network, 775-432-1110. And we will get that, or, or you can go to our website, Financial Educators Network. All right, Financial Educators Network. We'll put all that information. Dot org. Dot org. We'll put all that information on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Make it easy for people to find you, and we'll look forward to seeing you sometime soon. Before we sign off, Chuck, do you have any questions at all for Mike? We still got him on the line. Oh, well, let me think. Um, well, in interestingly enough, I'm not sure you handle uh, stock trades, but we just just recently, um, a gentleman, instead of giving us cash, gave us stock because it had appreciated so much. Mm -hmm. And that was the sure. same sort of uh, tax write-off for him as well to avoid, you know, that big uh, capital gain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that works well also. Mike, especially uh, now when the market hit new highs every day. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, especially now. Well, listen, I appreciate your calling in and chatting with us, and we'll look forward to talking to you in person real soon. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah, Mike, it's a pleasure meeting you. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm, Bye now. That's got to be helpful for the possible fundraising opportunities, because as a nonprofit, oh, yeah. that's... It's always on the table, right? You've always got to be looking for oh, new yeah. donors, new supporters. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what kind of ways do you uh, generate the support? How do you get your... That's you a very get, good your... question. So simply put, about half of our income comes from ticket sales or contract work. So somebody will hire the band to go mm -hmm. play someplace. We mm -hmm. don't produce the event. Uh, the other half comes from grants from the city or the state or foundations. And then from private uh, donations, mm -hmm. of that half of that are donations, easily 75% are private donors. Mm. Yeah. and um, well, That's great. That's great community support when you have that many private donors. It's, it's, it's wonderful community support. It's just a pleasure working with these folks. You know, they're just really great people, and they're, they're passionate about jazz and the arts and Reno just as we are. Yes. Love Reno, and this is a real estate show. So... The challenge that people have in Reno is not finding great entertainment mm -hmm. and great things to do. A lot of people are having challenges with their housing. If they're renters, they want to buy a home, they can't afford a home. If they're coming into Reno and they're thinking they're going to rent for a while and then find a home, they're, they're uh, disappointed when they realize it's a tough, tough battle out there. So, Chuck, you've got 18 people on your orchestra. Yes. And, and i just like to know, and then just in generalities, does real estate come up amongst the 18 people amongst the orchestra because it it's it touches everybody it does it does when so the the older guys in the band have owned their home for a while mm -hmm. so that doesn't impact them as much but every time somebody for example our our uh, our drummer mm -hmm. uh, who's a professor at the university he wanted a bigger home he now has children yeah and it was a challenge for him he had a a, a property in uh, what sort of older northwest reno and then he wanted to move up, and that was a challenge for him to sell it and find something he can afford in the market that's out there today. 
Um, renters, I haven't heard from our younger folks in terms of renting, but I have a son that's renting and he, it's a huge challenge. Yeah, it's such a big part of yeah. a person's income right now, rent in general. Right, and, and rents are always, his rent will be going up in July and he's gonna start looking for another place and yeah. he has to rent and yeah. it's very challenging. It absolutely is. We have real estate professionals coming and going on our show. I interact with uh, these same real estate professionals with many people looking to buy or sell homes. And you know the challenge with the buyers is that the price is so strong in so many areas, the amount of inventory to select from is so low. For the sellers, it's the same thing because once they sell, what are they going to do? Where exactly. are they going to go? Yeah. Unless they're going to move out of the state or go to a retirement home, they've got to find something else that they can buy. And they're competing with the very same market in general that everybody else is exactly. looking for that deal. So it's tough to maneuver in this market. But one of the things that I encourage people to consider is looking outside of the Reno Sparks metro area. I mentioned that it was not long ago I was in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada. And this morning we had on another, another radio show a realtor who just closed a deal for a home buyer from Sacramento that wanted a more little rural, rural lifestyle, Yarrington, Nevada. And then of course the Fernley market is just really taken off. Even though their home prices have gone up dramatically there like they have in Reno and Sparks, the median home price is so much lower, it's absolutely worth it to take a 25 to 35 minute drive to and from work if you can work it into your lifestyle to save that much money. We're gonna be talking about how much money you'll save, what the home prices look like, and more with our in-studio guest, Chuck Ryder from the Reno Jazz Orchestra after this. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. The best thing you can do for your business, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. Happy 4th of July. I am so glad to be here in voice with you. Actually, I'm not here with you in person because I am enjoying Independence Day like everybody else. If you have a chance to tune into our show today, I'm so glad that we had a chance to visit with you because I'm wearing red, white, and blue, and I'm with Chuck Ryder from the Reno Jazz Orchestra. We're talking about all the fun things going on right now in Art Town. I'm glad you're with us today, Chuck. Hope you're enjoying being here. Oh, it's wonderful. This is, this is great. It is great. We had Mike Fossey on with us via telephone just a few minutes ago, and now joining us in the studio is the lovely Sherry Hill from Sage International. Welcome to our show, Sherry. Oh, thank you, Peter. Great to see Chuck again. Yeah, it's been a little bit. <laughs> I know you were tied up and couldn't join us for the first parts of the show, but you know, I just want you to know that the reason Chuck and I got together is I've known Chuck for a number of years, but I kind of lost track of my jazz world. And next thing I know, um, I find out about Sizzling Summer Jazz. I get a hold of Chuck, and he's here. Chuck hasn't aged a day since <laughs> last time. That's because he plays a lot of music. You should get those glasses checked. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I'm telling you, he looks great, and I love, love jazz. Uh, Sherry, I want you to confirm my love for jazz. No, he does. He's got quite a massive collection well. uh, from the very beginning of jazz, so we enjoy it quite a bit. We absolutely do. We love music. We love to dance. Talk to me about dance and jazz, Chuck. Well, dance, uh, jazz, is, it started off as popular music, if you think of Louis Armstrong, as I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. and dance was intimately involved. And um, jazz and dance is still together, but sometimes it goes apart because uh, if, if you think in terms of uh, big bands, one thing that uh, Count Basie and Duke Ellington did is they took the, 
the jazz band from the dance hall to the concert hall. Mm. So they turned it from, it was strictly a dance music to a concert music. Mm -hmm. So we still keep both elements. If you think in terms of Latin jazz, um, there's obviously dance involved with that. This woman that you're sitting next to is like a dance aficionado. This woman. I was oh. a disco queen. Oh my yeah. goodness! Okay, I'm sure. There, are there pictures? Yeah. yeah. And I have the disco balls. Oh. Yeah. I, I just. I well, I love. I music. see it right there. Yeah. Is that it? That's one yeah. of them. Yeah. I love, I love the music. I love live music. Great. And so that's uh, uh, if it's live and it's local, I'm there. Excellent. Excellent. And and jazz. All music is best uh, um, taken live, in my opinion. Oh, I have a huge record collection. Mm -hmm. I love it, but live music is really where it's at. Absolutely, because you feel it. Yeah. Especially I mean, like in a jazz orchestra, because mm -hmm. the different instruments, and if you're you know, really in tune, uh, as the listener, you get to pick up all the different instruments. And what I always find interesting about jazz, it's kind of like you're all playing your own song, but it all works. <laughs> yeah, so um, interesting you say that because, yeah, when you're improvising, people think you're improvising, oh, well, you're just making it all up, but we all, there's a sort of, there's guardrails that, that you don't see them, but orally the, the musicians know what they are, yeah. and they stay, they know, you know, it's, it's time for me to play, now it's not time for me to play. Right. Here's the kinds of things I should be playing, I won't be playing these kinds of things over here right now. So what are some of the best jazz cities for live jazz music? In oh my goodness! America? Well, there's, there's, well, you have to go to New Orleans, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, New York City, obviously. Mm -hmm. San Francisco's pretty good. Portland has a good jazz scene. Mm -hmm. um, L.A. has a jazz community. We had uh, Tierney Sutton, this great vocalist. It's kind of funny. Okay, so Tierney is a singer. She lives in L.A. and she talks about the community. I think of LA as just sprawling and too big, but she has her community of jazz that she works with and knows and loves, and it's like a family for her. And um, and if you also think in terms of great universities that have jazz, uh, there's always a good jazz uh, community going on there as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I wonder if there's a correlation, Sherry Hill, between a great real estate market and a great jazz market. Wow. What well, I'm saying is this, people come to Reno for a lot of reasons. And they come here because it's a beautiful place to be. You're close to the mountains. You're close to Lake Tahoe. You're, there's a lot of good reasons, right? But there's also that buzz, the feel of when you live in Reno. I would suspect that the music element has some impact. Well, I think more so now, right? Because mm -hmm. there was a, a long time where a lot of the local was never, it was like, eh, you're local. However, I know through the, certainly the Reno Jazz Orchestra, the junior jazz orchestra, the philharmonic. I mean, there is a lot of good culture going on here. And, you know, we get shows from Broadway, so mm -hmm. you can't, I think Reno has really stepped up, or the Northern Nevada community has really stepped up mm -hmm. to highlight what we have here locally and enjoy it. And, and the, I was telling Peter earlier, the other exciting part is that I'm 65 now, and I got here when I was 25. But there's a whole new generation of, of, of younger jazz musicians in town, coming into town, and that's very exciting. It's thrilling for me. We have an education program that fosters that, um, so we try to get kids from middle school and high school involved in jazz, uh, point them to UNR. Uh, there's a UNR recruits uh, students from that throughout the country. And then they're done with UNR. Um, we encourage as many as to stick around as they can. You yeah. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When my brother was in high school, he was a drummer, mm -hmm. and he was in the jazz band, mm -hmm. and they competed right. all over the state, and they usually won. Mm -hmm. um, but he had opportunity to go study under, you know, Buddy Rich and some of these guys. So, well, and and back then it wasn't, you know, it was rock and roll, and right. so people uh -huh. are like, jazz. What? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, we understand. I mean, uh -huh. that's a huge core of the foundation of music in America absolutely and that's what we share with the world and if you go through, so this uh, the jazz festival the UNR jazz festival brought a Chilean she was no Chile or Peru Peru uh, she was maybe 30 tenor saxophone player amazing amazing so it, it goes throughout the whole world these days mm -hmm. yeah absolutely does Northern Nevada 
provide the kind of support that you think it should to the arts, specifically to the Reno Jazz Orchestra? Well, what I can say is I see it has grown substantially since we started. Mm -hmm. I think there's still substantial room for growth, but uh, I've been pleasantly surprised with the support that we get from our community. Our, uh, I was telling Peter early where we, our money comes from, but it's been growing substantially every year. We, we have a particular goal, but there are people in our community uh, and in, in the city of Reno, for example, the state of Nevada, they know that it's important and they help us. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is, you know, a great way to get out. And you guys do a lot of stuff outdoors. And so yes. it's a great way to get out and enjoy uh -huh. the community and listen to some awesome music. And what I also like is you do invite these guests from all over the world to showcase <laughs> and put Reno on the map. And that's the other thing that our, one of our goals is we... We are very fortunate to feature an 18-piece local group. We don't have to fly in musicians for the jazz orchestra. We have, we have talented musicians right here. But for example, this Labor Day weekend, um, because of our, our, our donor base, we were able to bring in like the number one jazz vocalist this Labor Day weekend. His name is Kurt Elling. If you may not know his name, but if you go check him out, he is absolutely incredible. Um, on many different levels, but one thing that I really enjoy about him is that he's very accessible. So my wife and I saw him in London this past fall. He opened his show with a Bob Dylan song, A Hard Rain's Gonna Fall, right? So for the jazz novice to like the most hipster jazz guy with the goatee and the beret, he, he's there and he can relate to all, you know, all sort of different levels of jazz and music you know, there's two kinds of music, as told Peter. There's the good kind and all the other kind. <laughs> and Kurt, <laughs> Kurt really uh, relates to that in the sense that he can do a beautiful jazz standard, but he can do Bob Dylan. He can, he could, he could take any song and really make it his own. So where, where is, I see on your event schedule, where is the Union Hall? Oh, okay. So you have one minute to... Yeah, we got a minute. Tell we, us. Okay, so... Um, when I was a kid, I moved here. The musicians owned their own building on Taylor Street in Midtown. And I used to rehearse there. I'd like to say I spent a lot of my misspent youth in the rehearsal hall right there. And then in the late 80s, early 90s, we had to sell it because the, the showroom casino jobs just... So two years ago, uh, one of our, spot, our donors uh, said, uh, he's a commercial developer, said, I think I have a building for you you might want to rent. I told him, I said, we'd like to find a home. He takes me over to the old <laughs> Union Hall. I said, oh my God, <laughs> I know this building really well. And uh, so we share it with Good Luck Macbeth, the theater company, and they do all their productions there. And we do a few concerts, mostly rehearsal, and we have an office. So we, two times a year we do concerts at the hall. Thank you for asking. Well, yeah, that's great. Okay, we're gonna continue our conversation with our in-studio guest. And yes, talk about real estate on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert, I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery? Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction, Jackson. He's the best. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Your Nevada real estate questions with answers from Peter Padilla. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm enjoying my 4th of July holiday and hope you are celebrating Independence Day as well. I'm enjoying my conversation today with Chuck Ryder. Chuck is the director of the Reno Jazz Orchestra, and I love all that jazz. 
Absolutely. And Sherry Hill is with me, too, from Sage International. And I love all that jazz, too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a good time talking about things going on in northern Nevada, including Art Town, happening all month in July. Uh, so you're going to have a chance to listen to some great jazz and see a lot of other and then hear a lot of other great entertainment. I do want to talk a little bit about the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors stats as we got them just earlier this month. Uh, if you haven't heard, the home prices continue to go up in value, at least if you're looking to buy or sell a home. Median home price in Reno in the last month, this is all the data came in in May of 2018, was a price of $420,500. That's for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage hut in northern Nevada. Not a hut, but it's a typical home. And that's what it is, just a typical home. You get up over 420500 you're talking probably about a luxury home, but the price keeps going up, up, up. If you're looking specifically in uh, the Spanish Springs area, where it's maybe a little bit further away from the city, the price comes down to $352,000. If you go a little bit further east beyond Sparks, Fernley, Nevada, $275,000. You can save a lot of money by driving that 35 minutes to work if you live in Reno Sparks or if you maybe can telecommute for some days. People wonder why would you pay so much more money to live in Reno versus Fernley if you can save that kind of money. Well one of the reasons is convenience and you can be convenient to a lot of the great things that happen in the Reno Sparks area um, if you live here but even if you're in Fernley it's just a half hour drive. If you're in Yarrington it's a one hour drive. I bet a lot of people would drive from those areas and do drive from those areas, Chuck, to see the entertainment happening in Reno Sparks, including the Reno Jazz Orchestra, would you say? I would say so. And uh, one thing that we have in our mind is actually go back out to Yarrington and Fallon and Fernley. That's something that we're thinking about in the future. Yeah, uh, they've got great venues there. Yarrington, we enjoy the Jeannie Dini Center. Sherry mm -hmm. and I have been there. We've seen some great performances. Oh, it's there. this awesome little theater there. It's yeah, we great. played there several years ago. Mm -hmm. It's a nice, it's, it's a great little theater. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there is just so much to, ha to happen in northern Nevada. It's not just the home. It's not just the view. It's the people and it's the, the entertainment opportunities and educational opportunities. A lot of educational opportunities when we talk about the Reno Jazz Orchestra, Chuck. Yes, we, do, we have three uh, jazz programs and Jazz in the Schools is our oldest one. We've been doing that for over 20 years. And it's grown from a one afternoon at a high school where the big band would go visit the school big band to now it's a four-day event. Mm -hmm. the three days are for a band director's instructions. So we bring in clinicians from around the country. Mm -hmm. The UNR Jazz facu faculty work with the uh, band directors in town. On Saturday, we have a full day. I'm, I'm talking about from <clears throat> 9 in the morning until 5 o'clock at night. There's 15, 16, 17 middle and high school bands playing at Nightingale Hall. Then they move over to the band room and they get a, a, a clinic from a national clinician for 40, 45 minutes. Wow. And this is all free because of our, our donors, you know, all those folks that support us. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't charge. The university uh, chips in. They were our partner at that. And, um, and then Sunday, we have a concert uh, with a national uh, jazz artist. Last This spring, it was... Uh, John Riley, and we offer free kid, uh, free tickets to all the students that participate during Saturday, mm -hmm. and it's been wonderful to see it grow from, you know, five bands to now, and I am see the whole thing, and it's wonderful, and I get to hear every year, you know, when we first started at UNR, you know, the bands were okay, but now the junior high school bands sound like the old high school bands, mm -hmm. and the high school bands are really sounding good. I mean, it, it's it's pretty exciting. It really is exciting. More and more young people continue to enjoy music and enjoy jazz music. That's what I love. Chuck, so many of our young people today are not enjoying the things that we enjoyed uh, in our era. You know, stamp collecting, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, how many stamp collectors can I encourage that are in the youth? They, they're just not encouraging. What's I going to say? What's a stamp? You know, when you, when you go into a concert, you get yeah. that on your hand. No, there's just so many things that are not following the older generation, but music and jazz music surprisingly is. Well, what's important, what I'd like to share is, is music. I like to tell, particularly parents, music is not something you have to buy. It's something you should do. So instead of just thinking about just using it, mm -hmm. you're actually making it because that's where the magic is. It, when you actually play the music, 
it re there's really something there special on so many different levels. Yeah. You know, besides even the music level, oh. there's uh, so many other things going on that um, we really we really push for that. I'm really envious when I listen to musicians. Yeah. Uh, I've wanted to be a musician all my life, yeah. and I still try to on my own. But the fact is, I'm not a pro. But uh, it's it's just something that I know so many people. Uh, would love to do, but the next best thing is hearing somebody perform it live. Well, and even more important is to support it. So, Chuck, let's yeah. talk just a little bit because you guys certainly need public, private mm -hmm. donations to Absolutely. continue this mission to mm -hmm. keep jazz alive and vibrant. So, what are some of the opportunities? Do you look for volunteers? Do you certainly look for financial sponsors? Mm -hmm. Yes, I, all of the above. So, uh, if you're interested in volunteering, you can go to our website and uh, you can contact us through email. If you come to one of our concerts and say, hey, I'd like to volunteer, our uh, event, quarter, event coordinator, uh, Micheline Thompson, is there. She'd be happy to get your info. Uh, you know, uh, corporate sponsorship, private sponsorships, in-kind things, it's all valuable and it's all for the community. We are just so thrilled that there's the support that we have that we can share what we do and the community really enjoys it. Awesome. All right, great. Good ways to support the community and good ways to really enjoy living in Northern Nevada. Exactly. Being involved yeah. with the uh -huh. Reno Jazz Orchestra. You've got quite a website with a lot of opportunities there. you got a little store there. You were a great writer, Chuck, too. You put a lot of in really interesting uh, blogs together. Oh, thank and you. So I can see that you have a lot of support. Big staff at the Reno Jazz Orchestra? Uh, we're, we're, sm we're small and mighty. Mm -hmm. So I, I write a monthly column for the Gazette Journal. Mm -hmm. So then once it's published there, it goes to our blog site there. So mm -hmm. um, if you missed it at the Gazette, you always go to our website. We have, um, let me think, we have about four or five folks that work part-time. Uh, we have a marketing director. Uh, we have an event coordinator. We have a new assistant for me. So he's learning. He, this is this is exciting for me because um, it's the next generation learning about the business of music, not just the playing of music. Mm -hmm. So he's interested in learning that, and he's going to start taking over some of that stuff. Um, we have a web designer. Our, our Dan Polk does our, our web page. And then we have a gentleman that plays in the band that does all our road stuff. So we're, we're small and mighty. And wow. we're, we're looking to grow. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're looking also for uh, board members. If you're interested uh, at a much higher level, uh, there's some skills at the board level we're interested in. Um, and we're, we're reaching out to the community, the business community. If there's some interest there, come chat with what, me. What about musicians? I mean, do you have a certain number that can be in the orchestra? Or is there room for someone to try out? Interesting. Good question. So band is pretty much set. There's, if you think in terms of a jazz orchestra, there's five saxophones, there's four trombones, there's four trumpets, piano, bass, guitar, and drums. Sometimes we had a percussionist. There might be five trumpets, there might be five trombones, but that's pretty much set. And we use, we have a regular roster of musicians that we use. However, they can't make all the rehearsals and all the gigs. So that's when we get our, we start recruiting people and so it's, it's kind of word of mouth that um, I'll ask the lead alto player, hey, who'd be a good sub? He'd say, well, try um, an Andy or try Alice or try, mm -hmm. and so they come sit in and if they, if, if they sound good, if there's a gig opportunity, we'll hire them and do the gig. And mm -hmm. if somebody retires from the band, then uh, we like to yeah, move them in. There goes that trombone, <laughs> we yeah. better find one. <laughs> exactly, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you find a lot of tubas? I mean, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask a little bit about big band. Yes. So another thing that has really drawn me closer to jazz is a recent love I have for big band. I uh -huh. have all of a big band LP collection. I think it's 100, 100 LPs. Wow, cool. And uh, I re then remembered that I grew up uh, just a few miles away from the boyhood home of Glenn Miller. Oh, geez, okay. And uh, Glenn Miller's sound was so unique at the time because he mixed the number of trombones versus saxes unusually and mm -hmm. so forth and so forth. So I'm curious, what kind of instruments? Are, you had just mentioned that you got the trombones, the sax. The, mm -hmm. what, uh, do you hear have much guitar in the world of jazz? Yes, yeah, so as I mentioned, there's our rhythm section is piano, bass, drums, 
and guitar. Okay. Uh, Count Basie always had a guitar player. Mm -hmm. uh, Duke Ellington never had a guitar player. Mm. So it sort of depends on the band. Yeah. Um, in, in, in the newer generation, especially you know, with the mm -hmm. rock and pop influence, there's, there's typically a guitar player in there now. Yeah. So we've, uh, we've, we've listened to a lot of different kinds of music. We were listening to a rock and roll uh, song the other day by ACDC, mm -hmm. and we were watching the video at the same time, and they, had, they incorporated a uh, bagpipe oh, into cool. rock yeah. and roll. Uh -huh. So <laughs> well, what would really be an unusual instrument that would fit? A bagpipe. In, uh, <laughs> in, in bagpipe the jazz would world. be unusual, but probably wouldn't fit. Probably wouldn't yeah. fit. <laughs> yeah. I, so, a little harmonica, maybe? Harmonica, absolutely harmonica. Yeah. Uh, Toots Thielman's was a great jazz Can harmonica. Can I bring my tambourine? Tambourines are always welcome. <laughs> Tambourines are welcome. Awesome. Um, accordion would be unusual, uh, but it's still, be, yeah. because it, it's chromatic. It means yeah. it plays the white keys and the black keys, so you can play all the chords and do all mm -hmm. that. Uh, bagpipe, not so much there. So, so if there's a world-renowned someone that plays in a, a unique instrument, oh, yeah. you would absolutely invite them onto the stage. Absolutely. <laughs> if they, yes. Yeah, uh -huh. of course. Chuck Great. Ryder is our guest from the Reno Jazz Orchestra. Chuck, you've been the music director since 2006. Correct, yeah. That is a long, long haul, and you're putting out some great music, some great sounds, and really inspiring a lot of young people, as well as senior people like myself that still have the love of music, and I'm sure you have all age groups, all demographics involved with the orchestra. We do. From, uh, from performance, obviously, uh, prof we need professional musicians, so that's a certain age group. Uh, but from our, our education program, it's middle school and high school. You know, besides jazz in the schools, we have a mentor program where our musicians actually go visit a school for six to eight sessions, a big band. Then we have a jazz workshop on Saturday, uh, Saturdays in the fall and the spring, and it's just improvisation. So they don't read music, it teaches them this song by ear, they learn how to improvise by ear. Mm -hmm. nice. Chuck Ryder, it's been so nice to have you here. I am going to put all of your contact information on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. It's very easy, you know, jazzorchestra.org. It is. We, we want to put it up there because this radio show will be posted as a podcast uh -huh. right after it broadcasts. So mm -hmm. if anybody who needs to listen uh, wants to listen to more of it, we're hoping to get you back, and maybe you can bring one or more of your 18-piece orchestra. Work. I would love to. <laughs> this has been a, just a lot of fun. I'd okay. love to come back. Thank you very much. Sherry Hill, always nice to have you here on the show. Final thoughts for our listeners? Oh, yeah. Well, participate and join Reno Jazz Orchestra. Go out and find all the cool places they're going to be playing this summer. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why we live here. We yeah. enjoy what our beautiful culture offers. So. I'll be there, too. Look for my hat, and I'll be right uh. under it. <laughs> Happy 4th of July. Enjoy the rest of the week. Tell your friends and family we're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. And until then... Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.